0: Today on the Star Parent Podcast, we have the founder of Consciousness with Rad, Radhika Lakhani herself, and she's coming here to share with us all about her programs that she's offering online and what she does as a divorce lawyer and how she's transitioning her life to devote herself to uplifting children and parents who are going through separation and divorce. This is a really great episode, and I'm so thankful that you're here. Enjoy the show. everyone today on the star parent podcast we are very fortunate to have Radhika lakani calling in from toronto ontario and she is a family lawyer and has a beautiful message to share about what we can do for our children when we're going through you know not such a great fun time in our life through custody battles and court hearings and reading through letters and feeling the stress uh Lakani has a beautiful, beautiful way. Excuse me. Uh, I'm going to actually refer to you. You said I could call you Rad, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> Goes by Rad and um, has a beautiful way of approaching this difficult time in our lives. So please welcome Rad to our show today. Thank you so much. I'm
1: so excited to be here.
0: Could you please tell us a little bit more About what you do? How long have you been practicing for?
1: So I've been in the family law industry since 2005. So makes about 16 years. That includes my time as a law student, Um, but at that even at that stage, running entire files, lawyer supervising. So um, yeah, quite some time, decade and a half for sure.
0: Wow. So you've seen you've seen it all,
1: or at least seen a lot seen a lot until then you get another file and you think oh wow right when you thought you saw it all right Uh, there's so many variations to our lives
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. and this what i love is that you you took what you're learning and exposed to and i found you actually online and you have created this organization called consciousness with rad and can you please tell our listeners about what you've created
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, it's basically a merger of my personal spiritual practices that I've accumulated over 25 years, to be frank. Um, And that includes meditation, mindfulness, uh, the works with conflict resolution, which is what I do as a divorce lawyer, because I, you know, as even though we have our professional lives, we have our own lives running at the same time. And I was dealing with my own Armageddon's in my own life, you know, at 16, being homeless at 30, losing my first child um, sure. at childbirth. So, you know, life throws us all kinds of curveballs and all kinds of stuff in between. And so I kind of hit the spiritual path quite early in my life. It was when I was 16 years old through a very special mentor of mine, whose birthday it actually is today. Um, mm, happy Happy who, birthday. Thank you. And, and she's actually no longer with us physically. Um, so it actually feels very special to be. Uh, I'm looking at her picture on my desktop oh. here right now. And, and just even the fact that you picked today to do it, I thought it was really special.
0: Well, this I've recording. got goosebumps all over me. So this is good. Yeah. This is really good.
1: Yeah. I also got dinner reservations at a restaurant I would never normally get a table at tonight. And so she's all over me right now for sure. Is. <laughs> yes. But um, so the path started early. And, you know, so I. I Culminated these tools and came through, you know, PTSD, anxiety, panic attacks, all kinds of stuff, and started to live a life that I thought was impossible. Like, I look at my life today and I think, this is Mm. too good not to share. This, and and Mm. I know that I've always said I co create with the universe, and I've always felt that. I've always felt so much grace in my life, like today, you know, these synchronicities that happen when we're in alignment. And so, um, I can't help but share that with my clients who I adore as a divorce lawyer, as a family law lawyer, um, when as they're going through their Armageddon's, their worst Mm -hmm. day, right? And I've realized over 15 years of being a lawyer that, or however many years exactly if actually, (laughs) whatever, there's such a blur between all the different phases, but uh, 20 years in dispute resolution, because I was a mediator before I was a lawyer, that the best most effective way of resolving conflict, human conflict at interpersonal level. And even I believe at a macro global level is by one by one, resolving the conflict within ourselves.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's
1: where it really starts and it's hard, right? Because trust me, I get paid by the hour, a lot of money to, to be, finger pointing and to say, well, he's the problem or she's the problem or, but don't you know, we're dealing with a narcissist or, but don't you know, right? Like this is what I hear every single day. Mm -hmm. And well, I want the judge to tell her this. I want the judge to tell him that, right? That he can't do this. And I'll tell you, the system's not designed to change human behavior. It's designed to make sure everyone's got financial support. If it's available, it's Mm -hmm. designed to divide property, whatever you got. And it's designed to ensure that there's a parenting schedule and then then everybody does their best. It is not designed to micromanage and to come into our homes and teach lessons about life, right? right? And so, you know, as much as I want to help my clients, I feel like if we just rely only on the law, which has a role indeed, then we're in a very disempowering situation. And it kind of feels like drowning slowly because... They look to us for a solution. We go to court thinking there's going to be reasonability and all these things. And that's just every case gets treated differently. And again, the system is made by humans, right? So Mm -hmm. judges, lawyers, all of us are just humans. And if we're in conflict, because we haven't resolved our childhood trauma, guess Mm -hmm. what happens? We bring it all up to the surface through other people's conflict. It's the lens through which we see the world. Oh,
0: yes, right. You got it.
1: So, you know, not to say that the lawyers and the judges are not doing their best, but none of these systems can be perfect. And to rely on them like they are is foolish. It's um, Mm -hmm. going to result in a lot of struggle and pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. And what I found so much more powerful is to empower individuals to become stronger, clearer, less judgmental, more loving, and harness those important characteristics that, A, we need to get through conflict, and B, our children are looking to see in us, and C, this is all the stuff we're trying to teach our children. You cannot teach your child that which you are not. Right? right? So if that's really the goal, is to have happy homes, and children to be thriving, and parents to be thriving, then in my mind, and I'm actually looking to transition out of my legal practice altogether in the next few years, and all my clients know this, um, and they all tell me, don't leave until you're done Mm. my case, right? (laughs) Because I'm just, I'm losing the loving feeling for, uh, I still love practicing law, but I love doing this work more. So Consciousness with Rad, to, to answer your question, is a bunch of programs that I started, which started with Consciousness uh, for lawyering, for lawyers, because mm-hmm. I had people asking me to business coach them. They wanted to mm-hmm. know, how do you have all these amazing clients? How do you seem to have a great schedule? How do you seem to be mm-hmm. so happy? Right? And and I always hesitated t- to answer that question because I think people usually think, okay, this is like a mastermind or a business coaching kind of model or networking or advertising. And I would always say, you know, I can only really honestly answer you. And if you really want to know, I manifest my clientele through the universe the yes. like guy absolutely I I agree with you people to me mm-hmm. I have never once announced returning from a mat leave I took three leaves and every single time I, I got back to my desk the phone just started ringing like mm. went from three calls a month that the lawyers covered for me would get to like I get 30 referrals in a month mm-hmm. September I come back no announcement no Facebook post no nothing right. so I thought well if you really want to know how I do it. Cause I'm not going to lie to you, right? I'm going to teach mm-hmm. you what I do. If this is up your alley and you're open to mm-hmm. it, let's do it. And I had a bunch of people say, Rad, you should turn this into something. So I created a nice. program and then my clients found out and they were like, what about us? So then I created conscious co-parenting mm-hmm. and then my friends and family and colleagues found out and they were like, well, what about us? So I created <laughs> the highest version. It's now called the highest version. It used to be called the conscious entrepreneur. Mm. So it's a bunch of programs and it's basically me coaching them through these tools in a very um, systematic formula that I I would say I downloaded from the universe, right? Like it just Mm. kind of crystallized as I wanted to share it in a really grand way. I thought, okay, what are all the things I do and what are all the things I've learned and what do we need? And I really feel in my heart that it's like baking a cake. So you could have four out of six tools, but if you're missing intention. Or yeah. you're missing focus or clear vision, you can't bake a cake, right? It's just yep. like missing baking powder.
0: Yeah, or make it missing an egg, yeah. Missing an egg, right? Yeah.
1: And that's my experience, you know, even analyzing my, you know, just kind of observing, I should say, my family and friends. I can see like I look at my mom and I'm like, You've got all these elements, but there's your mind that just constantly going that you can't turn off, right? Or That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. I so feel. yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a formula. And honestly, if you've checked out my website, um, I know you said you did a little dig in. They, the testimonials <laughs> will, are all real. They're all within the last two and a half years. We've had over 100 programs uh, people through the programs. And um, I'm just blown away at the results. Like I did not expect. I have a couple questions substance. for you yeah tell me what tell me
0: first tell your tell our listeners your website because i'm sure people are, sure. what's your website <laughs> yeah it's it's www.consciousnesswithrad.com i highly recommend that you check out rad's website consciousness with rap she has detailed weekly programs that help parents to co-parent, to understand themselves better, and to assist them when they're going through these legal battles. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to Rad. So the first question that comes to mind is, with all your experience, what can you say are the top three mistakes that parents make during a custody battle?
1: The top three mistakes that they make. So I think the, the first thing that comes to mind is that they focus on the, the things that are not as important, right? So just from a legal perspective, people get hung up on things, titles like custody. Um, and I think part of alleviating this Um, is to get informed, right? To really Mm -hmm. find a good lawyer or a good resource um, and really just get informed of the right terminology and the right things. And then step back and get really clear about what's important to you, right? So Mm -hmm. um, some people think, oh, I have to have joint custody, but they don't realize like those decisions are made once in five years, right? Like picking a school or picking a pediatrician is not stuff that comes up every day. Of course, it's important, Mm -hmm. And the law does lean towards giving joint custody in most cases these days. Um, But really not, that's not where the conflict arises, right? It's the day to day. How are you going to co-parent from two homes with some consistency? Mm
0: -hmm. What time do the
1: kids get the iPad? When are they going to have dinner? How are you dealing with bedtime routines, right? Mm -hmm. Those are where I think people don't focus their thoughts around enough. No one's really thinking about that. And it's kind of, Shocking to me sometimes right as a mom myself yeah um, so that would be one
0: okay yeah um
1: re- repeat your question for me
0: again the question what yeah major the major mistakes like things that you've yeah. seen from yeah. along like oh goodness okay they're going yeah. through something yeah what what yeah. do you see so uh,
1: I really think that it's not taking responsibility for where mm-hmm. they're at if I can say that with so much love and compassion okay because it's not judgment it's not a you know blame game yep yep but the moment you understand that you are the main player of your life you're the star yes. of your show yes. you're the common denominator of everything that's when you're ready for transforming your life that's when it's you're actually primed for that so to get to that stage you have to take responsibility yep. right and i think when people are in this this realm it's a real blame game it's always about what the other person did wrong
0: you know what my fears are because I uh, I definitely I feel like I take responsibility for my life because I know for a big part of my life I've been a people pleaser uh mm-hmm. it's I've been an early childhood educator for 35 years I take care mm-hmm. of children I take care of families I've always been giving and when I was in a relationship I did the same thing but at the same time I didn't speak my voice I didn't really say what I needed and what I didn't like. And then when things got really bad, I would freeze and not know how to speak. But now I found my voice. I've done a lot of therapy and I've done a lot of work Mm -hmm. on myself to know that I am here right now because of everything that I did. And I want to get out of this. Mm -hmm. And because of this choice, I am aligning with wonderful people like yourself, getting by um, through situations with just the universe by my side every single time. Yeah. So the question I'm getting to is, I, I know that I have to lead with love. I, I, I say every single day I meditate on, I have to, I love my ex-partner. I love my ex-partner's mother. I love my ex-partner's friends. I need to send out love because I know that this is going to help the whole process of healing. Mm-hmm. But when they're, when they're playing dirty, mm-hmm. you we talked, we talked about it earlier. How do we merge those two sides of us that mm-hmm. wants the one of the part of us that wants to be good, wants to be loving, wants to be compassionate, wants to be forgiving. But the other side, it's like, I got to stick up for myself. I got to, I got to do something here. I can't just let them take over. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It, it's absolutely very challenging. It kind of speaks to the third thing that I want to say, which is mm. remembering that you used to love this person dearly, yeah. right? Yeah. And it sounds kind of funny to say that because it's like, well, but but really, people come into my office, and this person that they're talking about is their least favorite person on the planet, mm-hmm. right? And so, I have to remind them sometimes. Well, there must have been some some characteristics in this person that that are worthy of still, you know, mm-hmm. um, saluting. And and some people will say, yeah, you know, he's a good dad, or he's this or whatever, or she or whatever, but. Often, especially in the high conflict cases, they can't even see anything, right? Mm. And that's, again, a blinder. Because if you can't see how you ended up in that relationship, then you can't see a way out, right? Right? And my feeling in my heart is that like attracts like. Not in a yeah. he's bad, so you're bad. Right. But if you're meeting somebody who, who's carrying two suitcases of, of luggage or baggage from the past, chances are when you met them, you had your own share. Right? Yep. There's some yin and yang action happening there where yes. it fit like a puzzle, right? Like yes. a victim meets the perpetrator, and that you know, like those dichotomies that we see. So
0: it's the codependency and the narcissist. That's, that's my story. That's
1: often, <laughs> yeah, and that's a very common one, right? It's a yeah. common one. So the question is, you know, your question is fantastic because the question is. How do you? You're doing the work on yourself, right? And often yeah. this is what happens. The disconnect happens because one person is evolving and working on themselves, yeah. and the other isn't. And mm-hmm. so now, how do you? But you still get sucked back into that relationship because you you share children, right? Yes. And I think it it really truly comes back to just continuing to go deeper and deeper into yourself, healing, doing mm. the work, doing your best, setting a very clear intention before all communication. Before mm-hmm. all, uh, um, you know, text messages and emails going back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. And learning to respond instead of react, right? Mm-hmm. I do believe that we uh, there's no such thing as a coincidence. So the fact that that person is in your life, in my humble opinion, is because they are here to be one of your greatest teachers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so if you look at this like, oh, my God, how do I get rid of this person? Or, oh, my God, they're taking me over. That's one train of thought. Okay. And that is in the victimhood still realm. Right? Yep. Yep. The other way of looking at it is to say, okay, what is this here to teach me? Yeah. What is this here to teach me? You you think about like even a parent with a special needs child, right, who's mentally challenging them day in, day out, drawing on their last bit of patience and more. In that situation, it's a bit easier for us to see, right? Yeah. That, yes. well, we just got to dig deeper. Like, mm-hmm, we just, mm-hmm. what do you, you have to, right? This is your right. child. I mean, that would be the ideal where you go drown with them. And that's not what we want for any parent. Well, I don't see any relationship different. It just feels different because it's your ex, right? And mm-hmm. in most cases, an ex, you can just launch <laughs> and, and set them free and never have to see them again, right? All our relationships mm-hmm. up until this point have been, okay, goodbye. Mm-hmm. And you're up. Right. But the fact of the matter is, most of us, when we have unhealed aspects of ourselves, we continue to attract people in the same pattern, right? That's how people yes. get into these patterns of three divorces in, they keep attracting the same yes. theme, right? So mm-hmm. my my thing is always you get either work it out with the person in front of you or you work it out with the next
0: person that comes That's along true. the way. It's it's just gonna keep repeating until you until you heal. Right. Um, what's coming up for me when you were yeah. talking yeah. was intergenerational trauma. You know, when the parents, yeah. the grandparents are divorced and mm-hmm. the parent is going through or reenacting what they felt as a child. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and not conscious about that reenactment either. That's right. Do you, do you see that?
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. Okay. We, I, you know, I've had cli- clients where we're looking and we're seeing one person seems like they've got it so together, and the other side seems like really derailing. And you think, you can't help but think, like, how did these two find each other, right? Like how did, <laughs> really, like, you know, it's like this one is so stable and this one, and and trust me, I I know, I, I've come to a point where I understand there's always two sides to a story and there's things you'll never know behind closed doors. And I'm probably one of the humans on the planet that gets to see the most, right? Like clients tell Mm -hmm. me stuff. They don't even tell their own therapists mostly because I have to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The aftermath of a lot of it. But um, when, when, when I step back, I can see that that individual probably was attracted to that woman or that man, because some part of it felt like home, right. Yeah. They grew up with that kind of energy with their, one of their parents and, or their grandparents, and now it felt like home. Mm. Your parents are teaching you what's normal, right? Right. Whether it's dysfunctional normal or functional, it doesn't matter. Normal is Well, what children can, with.
0: yeah, children can normalize anything. So, that's yeah.
1: It. Yeah. You could have an abusive parent have a very deep, loving relationship with them, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen it many, many times where I'm just like, wow, I can't believe they're still so tight there with their mom. And it's like, but that's mm-hmm. their mom, right? they love them. The love is you can love somebody and be tortured by them in a way, right? Like mm-hmm. harmed by them. So if you grew up with that, certainly that will impact your choice in partners. And again, if we go back to what we were just saying, doesn't it mean the lesson continues, right? Yes. Let's-
0: if you've been following us on Instagram in the past week or so, I've been talking a lot about adult parenting adults and how we behave with our own parents as adults and uh, I've been recently noticing that I've been being triggered a lot by my father and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I've been really working on myself and understanding why I attract kind of a narcissistic type of partner and it's really been linked to my relationship with my dad and I'm changing that and it's difficult and it, it, it's causing me to go deep down and find my courage to stand up and say, th- to say to my father the things that I don't like and the things I will no longer accept. And I'm realizing as I'm making this shift, it's going to impact my choices that I make in the future for partners. I'm really excited about that. Let's go back to Rad.
1: Listen, when I lost my baby, okay, my first little guy, who well, I believe returned to me a year later because I had another baby boy on the exact same date a year later oh my goodness. with his name showing up on a license plate the day we had the ultrasound. So like all oh. kinds of crazy stuff. I've actually been in the process of writing about it. But, you know, when I went through that, I, I want to say, I don't know that there's anything worse. And I, I and dear God, I don't want to know, right? But mm-hmm. it's certainly one of the worst human experiences one can go through is, lo- is losing their child. Yeah. And I sat there in the most deepest agony, looking up at this guy saying, what on earth could you be here? What is this trying to teach me? Mm -hmm. And the moment I went there and started asking that question, let me tell you the number of miracles, the number of synchronicities, connections, awakenings that I had. And every time I asked myself that question, I would hear in my ear, compassion, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: your lesson is compassion. Your lesson is Humility. And I thought, oh, so weird. Why am I hearing that? Like, what? I'm not humble. I'm not compassionate, right? I, I mm-hmm. would, but there's, is, aren't there depths and layers to all of these virtues? And if you are a spiritual being on a spiritual path, we understand that we're here to deepen those aspects of ourselves, right? That's what I believe. Yeah. And trust me, I thought I was a pretty darn good lawyer before I had kids and before I had this loss. But my game of compassion and you know, humility just went tenfold,
0: right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like, I, I, yeah. I,
0: I, I hear you on that totally because I feel like yeah. I c- can connect better to my clients because I've, like I said, I've been working with children for a long time and I've yeah. heard about these stories. Yes. I've, never been able, I've never been able to connect emotionally because I didn't know what it felt like. But yeah. now I know what people go through and I know it's going to have a big impact on my way to connect deeper with people who are feeling this this type of pain mm-hmm.
1: there you go and you know what I always say it's really easy to have compassion for people you like right <laughs> it's really yeah. easy to be vegetarian if no one serves you meat right, right? like I used to get so mad because like the Indian gurus and you know growing up they'd be like well they just don't put meat in front of them. they don't put women in front of them and I was like well that doesn't mean you're vegetarian that means you have no access to meat right yeah right I think the real calling is to be in the face of a challenge and then show compassion right, is to see your ex stirring up the pot, possibly impacting your child, and then being able to really truly see the unhealed aspect of them, the wounded child in them. Yes. With compassion. That's compassion.
0: Are you familiar with the Hoponopo prayer? I am. Yeah, that that I use often. Mm, So Yeah, it helps me to regulate my nervous system. Yeah. And it helps me to open my eyes more clearly beautiful
1: yeah this is all a call to go deeper I always think it's a call to go deeper right so we can look at this as torture right trust me and I use that word because I I deal with clients all day long I probably have thousands of clients at this point and for them it feels like just get me out of here right but if you can look and really say okay what is this here to teach me and what does this situation require of me? What does the highest version require right now?
0: Um,
1: I think it could be groundbreaking for someone. Mm, yeah.
0: This whole call has been groundbreaking for me. Oh, so Rad, good. I am so, so thankful for your time and for your wisdom, for your participation. I'd love to have you back on the Star Parent if you would, would be willing. That. Yeah, I great. That. That's great. I ask all my listeners, what does spiritual parenting mean to you? Because whatever it is, just seek it, ask Mm. for it, and do whatever it takes to make you shine. Mm, Laha Lakhani, thank you again for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure.
0: Yes, enjoy your meal. Thank you. You too. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. We are so blessed to have Rad with us, a part of the Star Parent Podcast. They're actually launching a new program this week. And that's why we decided to air this podcast one day early. If you check the links in the podcast, we have a special offer just for Star Parent listeners. So check it out. It's a parenting guide created by Radika herself and her team that will help you to understand what she has to offer and what she can provide for you and your growing family. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for more. Have a great day.